shocked. I'm not shocked because I didn't think it could happen. I'm 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 rather shocked because I didn't want it to happen. Um, I think what what is what is quite scary about this is is the fact that we are passing countries who. You know, we, we wouldn't necessarily have thought we, we could pass. Um, you know, we've gone past Mexico, we've gone past Somalia, we've gone past Libya. And, uh, and so on the index, it, it clearly shows that South Africa is becoming a bit of a paradise for organized crime and that our organized crime problem is actually feeding a lot of less prominent criminal issues that we have. And the interesting thing is that, for example, murder rates, have increased substantially over the last five to ten years, and uh, it doesn't seem that there's any form of real stability regarding crime. So what is your take that one of the major corruption markets identified in South Africa is associated with the movement of foreign nationals? People have been saying this for years, that we have open borders. Yeah, I think it, it, it certainly plays a, 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 a very serious role. Um, uh, it, but, but I mean, it, 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 it shouldn't be a, a matter where it is purely the fault of foreign nationals. It's because laws in South Africa aren't implemented the way they should be. It's because law enforcement and other government entities don't function the way they should be. And therefore, it allows for people to illegally and easily come into South Africa. So the open border issue is a is a massive one. I mean, I think it was just a day or two ago, uh, Julius Malema again said, you know, borders should be open. We encourage people to come to South Africa. And it's not that we don't encourage other people to come to South Africa. We just want them to do so legally. But nevertheless, it certainly uh, creates a, a very big problem. And we now have certain foreign national entities that function in major organized crime syndicates, the Zamazamas being one of them. I I mean, it's mostly people that are in South Africa illegally from Lesotho, and uh, there are thousands and thousands of them that um, that operate in South Africa and that, that do a very, very dangerous task and obviously endanger a lot of South African people too. A very interesting po- point that the report make is that South Africa is both a destination and a transshipment point for Afghan heroin arriving directly via sea in our air routes. So what can authorities do to intercept these criminal activities? And do you believe that some law enforcement officials, perhaps, and influential people could be part of these syndicates? Absolutely. I think the political world is not there just to, to really stop it. Um, I think the COVID pandemic uh, created an environment for it to get substantially worse. And the reason was that many of these smugglers had to be slightly more creative about how to get these uh, things, whether narcotics or firearms, into South Africa. Um, and, uh, and they also did did so by uh, incredibly low numbers of authorities that were working at ports of entry at that at that stage because of because of COVID-19. So um, so yeah, that that makes it makes it very difficult. The other problem is that we've got an internal issue um, where, for example, the South African Police Service lose or sell or have stolen from them thousands upon thousands of firearms um, and other uh, other items per year. Um, so over the last, I think it's about 12 to 15 years, South African Police Service have lost more than 26,000 firearms um, that are now most likely in the hands of criminals. The recovery rates are incredibly low on those firearms. So one must ask, what role does government entities play, or do government entities play, uh, in this specific crime phenomenon? 
As Action Society SA, you are calling for the police minister, Becky Taylor, to fall on his sword for the surge in crime in the country. But should he be solely the one to be blamed for the surge? And, and on what ground should he then resign? Well, absolutely not. I don't, I don't think he should be the only one. I think it's a good start. Um, we need we need competent leaders when it comes to policing, and we need people that can really um, help to have us, uh, you know, have a successful strategic vision uh, for the for the future. Um, with regards to to the police itself, I think it's crucial that we do a skills audit or senior ranks in the police to determine who was appointed because of merit or who was appointed because of political affiliation and. If it is the latter, then we must act accordingly and they, they need to be removed because we cannot have a police service that has become an iron fist for a specific political organization. Um, on top of that, I would go as far as saying that we need to determine who in senior ranks have been involved in corruption and whether it is through polygraphs or other, otherwise, we need to do that and make sure that they are not only suspended but also further investigated and even prosecuted and make an example of them. Um, and, and once we can start cleaning up, I mean, there's a whole list of other solutions, but if we can clean up the senior ranks, it will surely make a massive impact on ground level. And only then we can start fixing smaller issues on ground level. But it doesn't help that we try and fix ground-level problems in the country while senior ranks of the South African police service seem to be completely rotten. But it seems there's a lack of law enforcement because that report also found that there's a significant flow of firearms in and out of the country. So how do we deal with that proliferation of uh, the illegal firearms in our country? the police simply need to start doing their job. I mean, if I look at parts of, for example, the Cape Flats, I think the, the, mm. the Metro Police take far more firearms off the streets in the Cape Flats area than what the South African Police Service do. And it's as though the South African Police Service celebrate one or two firearms. But the fact of the matter is there are thousands upon thousands of firearms that came from South African Police Service safes that need to be need to be removed. And we need specialized units for this. We can't just expect station members to sort this out or local members. And that's the problem. Since 2003, since Jackie Celebi disbanded most of our specialized units, We haven't had any form of replacement for them. And therefore, it's very, very difficult for local members to start tackling parts of organized crime because they get intimidated, their families are intimidated. There's a very good reason why we decentralize those parts of policing to have specialized and skilled groups to really focus on those types of issues.